This is Shine On, the Health and Happiness Show, and Ella's Leash Production. Heard as a podcast around the world, but heard first on radio stations 100.7 WHUD-FM and Real Country 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Shine On, bringing you healers and dreamers and people who want to make life richer. It's your time to shine on. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you for shining on today. We are going into the spirit world to talk about ghosts for Halloween, and we'll learn some practical ways to use the light. Vincent Jenna is back, therapist and psychic medium. Are we more likely to experience the ghostly this time of year? Well, actually, yes, Casey. The way Halloween started, the tradition of Halloween, is first of all, it was during harvest time for all the farmers. So that was one thing there. All the farmers, the family, the children, they all went out and helped and harvested. And then as a a treat then, they would go from house to house and people would offer them drinks and hot toddies and some candies and cakes and things like that, okay? Then it became more of a kid's thing, but the reason why it went into costumes and scary and ghosts and things like that is it's still a holiday, All Hallows Eve. That is about the celebration of the souls and those that have crossed over. In Mexico, they have a celebration, Todos Santos, which is the celebration of the dead. They even made a cartoon of it called Coco. So customarily, all over the world, there are different events to honor the dead. So now they played up on that, just like they play up on superstitions and Friday the 13th and Mm -hmm. things like that. And they turned something that was so positive and wonderful into something that's trick-or-treat now, spooking you out with the monster faces and the ghouls and all stuff like that. So it does raise an additional energy, particularly more of the lost spirits, the spirits that have been attached to the earth and who haven't crossed over. They wind up getting riled up too during that time because everybody's playing the game with them. So yes, there is a higher event situation where people do see spirits and the spirits are out there. They're all over, even the good ones. Our deceased loved ones are all over, but especially the lost ones. Now, why are they lost, the lost ones? Well, here's the thing. Everything is about free will, okay? And that's including choosing to cross over. Now, if you've lived some horrible life, you were a criminal and you killed people or hurt people, um, or you die absolutely tragically and you're so attached to the earth and physicality, you may not go through that tunnel of light. Just like in the movie Ghost, which we get our inspirations for a reason, okay, Casey? Mm -hmm. And in the movie Ghost, Patrick Swayze, he dies terribly, his friend kills him, right? And he sees the light, but he doesn't go through the light because he's leaving his fiance. he's looking at his friend, I don't know what happened here, and so he hesitates and he doesn't go through the light. So that keeps him here in this plane and or the closer planes to the earth. There are so many different dimensions, like Eddie Casey says there's 22 different dimensions, the 22nd dimension being God itself. The earthly dimension, 
dimensions are the one, two, and three. Right now we're living in a third dimension. Everything is 3D here, right? Well, some of the other dimensions, four, five, and six, are attached more to the Earth. So if the tunnel of light actually is an express train to get you to the heavenly dimensions and bypass the earthly dimensions. So if you don't hop on that train, when that light comes for you, when the train comes for you, you ain't going nowhere. So you get stuck here in dimension four, five, and six because you don't have a body and you, you didn't go through the light. So now you've got to wait until someone on earth starts praying for you, helps you, and brings the light back in, which is what I do with a lot of lost spirits. So when we pray that the lost spirits in dimensions four, five, and six, I can't even believe I'm having a conversation like this, Vincent. (laughs) But I'm, I'm, I'm on the train with you. So when we pray for their spirits, uh, what happens? Angels come to their aid? Well, in actuality, it's kind of like that. The thing is, in those dimensions, just like we don't see the spirit world, right? We don't see our deceased loved ones, not with our eyes. As a medium, um, I can see, and and anybody can learn to tap in and be able to see. But I'm talking like in physicality. You don't see anybody physical. Well, in that lost world, they don't see the spirits either. So they don't see the angels. They don't see deceased loved ones. And because they're so negative and upset and, and frustrated and angered, they don't get to hear any of that positive guidance. And the only ones that they can relate to are those that are living because that's where they just came from. So we are the ones that have to, like you say, pray for them. And in that way, we're actually drawing the light to them again. That's okay. what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring the light in. And any time a being prays out of love, you're bringing a higher vibration. You're bringing the light closer to the earth. Right. Okay. And that's what helps them. And then talking with them. That's what I've done all along is I'll talk with them. No matter how spooky a place is supposed to be, when I get there, it becomes unspooked because um, our power is still far greater. And so I put out a lot of positive light and love for them mm-hmm. so they kind of get drawn to that and then I start telling them that you know hey guys don't hang around here you can move on they're afraid to move on you know how some people in this life they may be ill or they may be depressed but they're afraid not to be Mm-hmm. because they've been holding on to that so long they know how to live unhappily or they know how to live with their illness that they're afraid to let go of it because it's all they know. Right. Well, it's the same with those lost spirits. Sometimes they're afraid to let go of it. Um, funny story is I was in Chicago. They have a lot of haunted places over there, so they used to bring me there all the time, and I used to do a television segment healing some of these haunted places. And there was a, a live theater, not a movie theater, stage theater, that was uh, developed a, in the likeness of old Italian opera houses. So mm-hmm. it's a beautiful place. Well, they do a, a ghost tour there because there have been hauntings. And the funny thing is, is that it was two gentlemen who died in the theater from falling off of the balcony. And then a young girl in her early 20s who was a ballerina who died near the theater. Now, the two gentlemen, they didn't want to leave because they get to see all the shows that keep coming in the theater <laughs> and they're having a blast. 
and the young lady, she dances with all the companies that come in and perform on the stage, even though nobody sees her, she doesn't care, she's dancing with them. So she has no intent of wanting to move on. Wow. Yes, it's amazing when they tell her. And, and then, of course, you, you have to understand that when I tap into this stuff, I'm getting evidence based on people who know what the history of what the hauntings or then they research it and they see it in writing. So I'm always getting proof that the work that I'm doing is valid. Right. We're talking to Vincent Jenna, therapist and psychic medium as well. And we're talking about this time of year and connecting with souls, souls of all kinds. So when we pray for the souls, the lost souls in dimensions four, five and six, and we're bringing light to them, do they then say, oh, there's another option? I can I can cross over into the light and have a different afterlife than this one? If I've done my job to explain well enough to them, yes, then that's what they do. They could distrust me also, just like they distrusted people when they were alive. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't always work. And like I said, sometimes they just want to hold on and you can't convince them that there's a better life afterwards. But for the most part, you can feel, you can feel it. I can always feel when the light is there. And sometimes I do it with a group of people, like if it's a house. Uh, I've been doing that a lot in North Carolina. This is another place for hauntings because of the Civil War here. And they were tragic deaths, children, women, young boys that were um, in the service, in the military, right? And so there are so many places in the area that people are experiencing these real spooky things in their homes. And uh, they've been calling me up. I've been doing actually a lot of it lately here. The other thing that goes along with it is this love and this positiveness. For any of your listeners, this would be helpful. If you feel you've got a negative energy in your house and it feels yucky or, or, or the house feels cold in some way, examine what's going on within the family first. Believe it or not, ghosts don't just show up at your house, you know, like your next door neighbor coming over for a piece of cake or coffee, all right? They are drawn there. And they're drawn there by negativity. You know, misery enjoys company. You ever heard that phrase yes. before? Well, this is exactly what happens. When we are positive, we actually send up positive waves into the atmosphere and into the cosmos. When we are negative, we send up negative waves. And a matter of fact, the U.S. government has a satellite circling the Earth that they put up there that measures the positive waves that come off the Earth, hmm. which is really interesting. So there is definitely a separation between these waves. So now you're having an argument with your husband, with your wife, you're fighting with the kids, whatever the negativity, you're feeling sick and everybody in the household is miserable, that is sending off sparks of, let's say, the color red, you know, like red flag. That's sending off a negative energy that actually, no matter where these lost souls are, they turn around and go, oh, what's that? Oh, somebody is upset. Oh, I want to go there, you know, and they come. You can actually draw them into your home. And it exacerbates. That's the other thing. I get so many clients calling me up and saying, I don't know what's happening with my husband and myself, but all we seem to be doing is arguing and over stupid stuff. And it was never like this. What's going on? So, of course, I examine their lives. But then I, I ask them about, you know, the odd things. Are you getting any odd feelings in the home? Like whether somebody's staring over your shoulder or a cold wave or, oh, yeah, I've been getting some real eerie feelings. And, and you know what? My kids said that 
that there was somebody in his room the other day. I thought it was an imaginary friend. I go, no, no, you sound sound like you got a visitor. All right, I'm going to tell you a story. I have a friend of mine who has a new uh, tenant living in the house, but on the other side of the wall. And right. and now my friend's dog gets up and barks at the wall every night between like 11:30 at night and 1:30 in the morning. Her dog just barks at this wall. We tried moving things. We thought maybe it was a reflection the dog was seeing, and we moved things around and. Still, the dog gets up and barks at this wall. I'm wondering if the tenant didn't bring in the negative energy, which then brought in a visitor. I believe so. Um, Animals are particularly wonderful for being able to sense spirits because they don't have a filtration system like we do. Our intellect filters that stuff out, which is why so many people can't feel their deceased loved ones because they talk themselves out of it. Animals can't do that, and they live strictly by intuition. So they can actually see all sorts of energy forms. Now, here's the interesting thing. Even if the dog is a pet of somebody who who dies and comes back the dog will bark fearfully seeing that image because the dog is very concrete or a cat is very concrete they see you physically and smell you they know who you are you come back in energy form they have no idea who you are and they see it and it freaks them out yes you pay attention to your animals Okay, so it's possible that this new uh, tenant brought negative energy and that negative energy brought a negative spirit. Yes. That would make the tenant even more negative, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Now, like oh the water goodness. cooler effect. One person's getting a drink of water, another person joins them and they start complaining about the boss. And now the two of them are complaining and riled up and then somebody else comes over to the water cooler and they're sharing what they're talking about. Now three of them are all riled up, right? Right. That's what winds up happening. It's the water cooler effect. You got somebody upset in the house, the ghost is going to egg them on. Yeah, she deserves it. You tell her. You tell her. Don't let her get away. And it's not like you hear those words, but you feel that energy. You feel that energy pushing you further and further in. Now, her dog is actually seeing the spirit because the spirit is trying to make its way into her side of the house. Gotcha. Now, what do we do? Love. I'm so glad you asked that because that's the next step of what you have to do. You do not, please don't go out and buy sage anybody and burn it. It's the most nonsensical thing (laughs) that that ghosts don't have noses, so they can't smell it. And the energy of a being is so much stronger than the energy of the sage. We empower. The reason why the sage works for some is because they believe it works, but they don't understand that. It's them making it work, not the burning sage, for goodness sakes. That's old world stuff that the Indians couldn't get rid of all the spirits burning their sage. They just got very high. All you have to do, anybody, is sit, and we should be doing this on a daily basis. You sit as if you're going to meditate, nice and quiet, nice and stillness, and you just sit there, and then you think of the moments that have brought the greatest love in your life, having a child, the day you did get married, or a promotion of some kind, or a dream that came true for you, and you you replicate that feeling, that good feeling in your heart, that love, then all you have to do is imagine. Our imaginations are very powerful, Casey, and most people 
don't recognize that. It's our communication link to source, to spirit, to God, whatever you want to call it. And all you have to do is imagine that that love is coming out of your heart in the form of white light, white light. And it's just permeating and filling every single inch of space in your home and pushing out anything that's negative. And you can even affirm that. Everything that is negative will leave this home. This home is filled with love. And it's filled with compassion and kindness. And anything that's positive can stay. Everything that's negative must leave. And they will leave. Okay. Because it um, doesn't feel right to them anymore. No, it does not. They're, they're uncertain of it. Like it's the light again, right? They right. see the light. They're afraid of the light rather than embracing the light. And so when you walk, if you're a positive person, for example, I am brought into homes. I wish, I mean, I wish somebody offered me a million dollars to stay in the spookiest home that there is because I would make a lot of money. When I walk into a home because of all this work I do and this love that I have for people in my heart, they literally just scatter away from me immediately until I have to start talking with them and calm them down. But they will just move from my sight. It's like when you're walking down the street and somebody is coming towards you and they're walking a Rottweiler dog or some big giant dog that looks scary, all of a sudden they go cross over and they go to the other side of the street to keep walking, right, to avoid you. Well, that's what happens when your light is strong, they'll avoid you. So even tell your friend that she should sit in the home and just permeate it, just believe that the entire house is filled with love and stop with the arguing. That, That definitely would help, stop with the arguing. And she can bless the other side of the house, too, and let that love and light go through the wall into the other gentleman's place. And yes, we can take care of that all. We have dominion over everything because we're created in the form and the likeness of that power, right, divine, of God. And so we were told we have dominion. So... Being positive is what keeps you in control. All right. We're talking to Vincent Jenna, therapist and psychic medium, and we're going to tell you how to get in touch with him in just a minute. But now that I have you on the line, I'm going to tell you something that I haven't discussed much. Go ahead. This show's like therapy for me, I swear to God. So I had a sick dog, and the sick dog had to be in a dog hospital, you know, one of those specialty hospitals. They had him for four hours, and he was waiting in a pen in the back, and they never got to do whatever they wanted to do because at my afternoon was eaten up. I said, well, we have to leave now. So I took my dog into the into the car, and something caught my eye as we're driving home, and I looked over to him, and I swear to you, I saw like... <sighs> Jumping out of the dog, like jumping even out of the dog's face, was like um, like a little uh, um, energy monster. Like it looked like a cheetah or some sort of snarling uh, animal. It Like in spirit form, jump out of the dog. Now, that may sound crazy, but I wonder if there wasn't like low energy stuff in this doggy hospital that kind of jumped onto him. Yes, um, and I believe so. Never think you're crazy when you see those things. That's what keeps us from being able to communicate with the positive, like the guides and angels and deceased loved ones, because of fear. But I will tell you this, unlike attachments that people believe, psychics and mediums and people in the paranormal believe that regular humans can get attachments what they're called. Mm -hmm. It's when a lost spirit attaches to your energy and it follows you around and goes with you. And I mean, physically attaches. Well, 
Animals are very innocent. Like I said, they can't control anything. I don't necessarily believe that that was a tiger energy or a lion energy. I do believe, though, it was a lost soul taking the form of that and coming into the car with you, with the dog. But something within you, Casey, brought it out and made it leave. Oh. Yes. Yeah. So, so well, just well, understand that you've got. Well, you're, you're. Oh, come on! You're such a good soul. Thank you. You know, and I love this dog so much, and I'm shower, showering this dog with love. And and it was like this creature came out and then evaporated uh, right before my face. Yes, you will never see that happen with a human, but you will see that happen with animals. So you actually got rid of a negative spirit, and just so that people know too, there is no devil. Therefore, there are no demons. Um, certainly we in the living can act like demons and create our own inner demons, but there is no devil and greater force than you. Okay, then why does the church perform exorcisms? Well, the church performs exorcisms because they want to believe that a devil or a demon can get inside of somebody. Now, this is what happens with that. Okay. Can you allow something to enter you and take over? Only to a certain extent, okay? They can take over your emotions, but they're still talking with you, but you have to allow it. You have to, it's, it's like getting a visitor who's coming to stay at your home. You have to invite them to in in order for them to stay in the home. And just like any visitor who is, if they're in there for a while, they can be a nuisance and an annoyance and it changes your life and everything like that. Well, that's kind of how it works when people become so-called possessed. The funny thing about that is the Christian belief and the Catholic belief of exorcism, that, that spirits will enter your body. They also reinterpreted what Jesus said in the Bible. Jesus never said, do not seek psychics and medium. What Jesus was talking about is don't go to those people who are going to manipulate you, kind of like the old gypsies back then. Then they say that you're possessed and that you have evil demons following you. That's what he was trying to avoid. But Jesus came from a Jewish background, and the entire Old Testament was written by prophets. Prophets. The kings went to prophets, fortune tellers. So Jesus would never, ever say that, but he's talking about those things because he knew, like the people who do voodoo, all of that nonsense. It takes a believer in order for any of that to take place and work. So they at the church believe that a demon can enter you, but it's really hard-pressed that they do exorcisms, even though they still have it there, the ritual there. Modern times have taught them that its chances are more along the lines of multiple personality disorder, things like that, versus an actual demon inside a person. But again, you have to be very weak-minded. You have to, hey, look at how the living can manipulate the living. So the just because you die and lose your body doesn't mean that you can't keep manipulating the living. Now, the living aren't inside our bodies and making us do these things. We, by our own will, are doing the things that these manipulators are making us do. And and we got great example of that in the United States today. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. And now, Vince and Jenna, I need you to tell us something we can do this Halloween season to flood our lives with more love and light. Ah, 
one of the things that you could do is open up your channels. First of all, believe you're part of something greater. There is something more to life than this physicality. And whether it's people coming together and coincidences and synchronicities, everything happens for a reason. And there is something greater than this that we are attached to and part of. And life continues. So that's the first thing. Believe that life continues. Second, start clearing your closets. And I don't mean that physically, I'm meaning that mentally. There is so much garbage that people are holding on to. 95 to 98% of the human mind is in unconscious awareness. Only 2 to 5% is conscious. So that means that's a big holding area for stuff you don't know that's in there. But if you go within and open up the door, you'll be able to see it all. Clear it out as much as you can, a little at a time. Then second, sit in silence, sit quietly, meditate, allow your conscious thinking to slow down and allow yourself to feel, to hear, to be open and aware. And you actually then can make connections with your own loved ones. It's a high energy day on Halloween, just the same as it is on Christmas. It's such a great time to sit in meditation and make those loving connections. And then the fourth and final thing you must do is honor your inner voice. Whatever you see, whatever you feel, whatever comes up, honor it. Write it down as if it's truth, because we live through our imagination. That's where the intuition is going to come out the most, is through our imagination. And you yourself can have your own connections with those who have crossed over because they're right near you, right now, around everyone. And it just takes us reaching out, sitting in silence, listening, and believing. That's Vincent Jenna, G-E-N-N-A, VincentJenna.com. And please visit Casey.co to join the next Healing Circle. Our thought for the day is from Edgar Casey. There is no force in the universe more powerful than your will. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show for your entertainment only. Heard Sunday mornings on 100.7 WHUD and on Real Country's 920, 1260, and 1420 AM, all in New York's Hudson Valley. Subscribe to Shine On on iTunes and SoundCloud and catch a show anytime at Casey.co. That's K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O. Shine On.